When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the one and only T-Quest. You are tuned into the T-Quest show, relatable, informative, yet entertaining. I appreciate each and every one of you guys, especially my listeners and, you know, the people I like the most, the new listeners, which means I was doing my job as um, a promoter or someone was smart enough to tell you about my platform. Before we get the show started, you already know I have to take advantage of my own platform. Make sure you follow me at TQuestGLM on all social media platforms. Download the TQuest mobile app in your Google Play Store and your App Store. And make sure you sign up for my mailing list on my website, GodLoveMeWorld.com, if you want some prizes info if you're a music artist entrepreneur anything i can do to help you guys out you know all you gotta do is sign up for my mailing list and i'll give you all that scoop now that i've taken advantage of my own platform it's time for me to be a little nice and share it with today's special guest <clears throat> i've known this guy for quite some years now in the entertainment field and he told me about this young lady like t quest you have to interview her i'm like well who is she right? <laughs> I was like, matter of fact, I trust your judgment. So what am I going to do? I'm going to allow her to come on a T-Quest show and then talk about all her amazement and then introduce you guys to her and then see if we can become her potential fans and people support all the amazing things that she does. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you, Kenya. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good during this quarantine heat wave. <laughs> Gosh, I don't even like talking about that stuff, you know, because a lot of people are like, hey, so I'm like, ah, 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 ah. no, I don't want to talk about that. If you want to talk about something else, then I'm cool, but that, mm, 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 yeah, mm. no, no, it's, it could be a depressing topic. <laughs> exactly. And I tell people, it's kind of like when it comes to comedians, right? Mm-hmm. They do things, but they always do the funny thing. A lot of people do right. comedy because they just want to bring you laughter. Everyone doesn't have to talk about everything that's going on. Sometimes when you do that, you get pissed off. You right. know, you get some triggers. And I'm like, no, I don't want to trigger nothing. All I want to do is bring a smile to your face, depending on the platform, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's all you want to do and make sure you have an outlet. Absolutely. Now, but today, it's not about me. It's not about the outlet. It is all about you. See, it's like I'm not used to that because it's like usually on my show, you know, I'm the one doing like the questioning or the games and all of that stuff. So when I do interviews, I'm just like, oh, you want to know about me? <laughs> you know what? And also, um, a lot of people who are on the boss side or the producing side or the one that's really held holding everything down, no one really takes the time to appreciate them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a mom, a dad, a parent. Like you do all this stuff for your kids, but they don't be like, "I appreciate you for all." Not until they're older. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, sometimes we have to do that for ourselves. The other day, I did one of my shows, and they were talking about the um, the disconnect when it comes to women, especially Black women, coming together and bonding. I'm like, we can either keep trying to figure out why it happened, or we can simply change it. Right. There's only so many times you want to keep going to the why. Sometimes you just got to just move forward and get there and just fix it up. Exactly. So, but the fact that I know how it is being um, a host of a podcast is then third and being that person, I'm like, you know what? I want to use my platform to highlight the other ones, let you know that, look, I appreciate you. Oh, see, and that's nice because, you know, Issa Rae always talked about how, like, um, we always think that we have to network with people above us to get to that next top. Like, oh, I need to network with the next, you know, Kanye or Jay-Z or whatever, whatever. But sometimes it's just the people that you're across that can get you further than the people above. 
Because, you know, like, it's like all about that um, cross-promotion thing. It really is the impactful thing to do and use. Yes. If you know how to do it right, you know. Because when you have, like, events, it's, oh, take my card, take my card. I'm like, okay, we took everybody's cards. <laughs> now what? But, uh, yeah, like, there has to be action. And, and then it's also, like, sometimes you have to show people you're serious as well. Like, mm-hmm. you just can't expect somebody, like, oh, yeah, you're a cameraman. I'm doing a show. You want them to just your show all right but like this still this is still a person with a skill here so you got to give them a little bit more than just like come and just film my show like why why should they film your show for you why should they be involved in what you're doing like you Mm -hmm. still got to sell yourself even if this person is still technically on your level like there's still a skill set you got to respect yes most of them they go in single-minded so Mm -hmm. like well here's my car well once you call them oh thank you for coming to me so what can i do for you i'm like don't you mean what we can do for each other? Right. Now, I don't believe in, look, I'm a music artist. You're a music artist. Here's my CD for $10. Here's your CD for $10. Technically, we both maybe possibly gained a fan, or we definitely didn't make a profit. You know, right. here's your shirt for $25. Here's your shirt for $25. No, it's all about knowing how to have that dynamic where you both can actually grow from it. They always say successful people hang out with successful people and yes, and they help each other become even more successful. It's right. Like at a plateau. It's all about For real. Like cause that that really and even if this person isn't successful, like sometimes some people have the mind, but mm-hmm. they don't have the the will or the action or they don't know the steps. And some some sometimes some people are the mouth and like you guys combined could do something great. Because there are some people who are only great for the background, and that's beautiful in itself, you know? And there's some people that don't know how to plan a damn thing, but they could sit here and, like, be that forefront person. And I feel like like even those two people could work together if you have, like, a solid communication and know how to move forward. Like like you said, we all got each other's cards. Now how can we utilize each other? Like, we all know each other's Instagram. Instead of just thinking about, like, the short term, like, oh, yeah, this person follows me. It's like, okay, but what? other to build each other <laughs> that's kind of how it was when i met lewis like what came mm-hmm. together <laughs> exactly and realizes how to use those platforms to your advantage like you know right now everyone's trying to support one another follow for follow like for like subscribe for subscribe now one thing i'm not sure if you noticed it but when it comes to example like youtube mm-hmm. you know, people are subscribing and then they're unsubscribing and i'm like if anything, that would be the one that you would want to subscribe. And all you really have to do is take turn off for your notifications. That's it. I, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Like, even when it comes down to, like, follow for a follow, then you unfollow. Like, I don't understand the hierarchy of, like, people, like, how people think, like, like, I don't understand why people think, like, you're subscribed. Oh, I'm going to subscribe, and then I'm going to unsubscribe. It's like, Dude, your subscription isn't made out of gold. It's really costing you nothing to stay subscribed. Like, what is it really doing for you? It's not hindering you. It's not like it's not gonna not it's not gonna keep you from moving forward. Like, even when people like like the share button's not contagious. Like you can just easily share somebody's stuff that you like um for free. Like it's not hurting anybody. So I don't understand, I don't understand that mindset of let me follow this person so I can gain the follower and unfollow. Because all it takes is me to use the followers app and I can unfollow you because I realize you're not following me. And then we're right back where we started. Like so just follow this person, like some pics, call it a day. You never know when you might need this person for something. I don't understand people's minds when it comes to that. You know what? I've been in human behavior for like over a decade or so, right? So that's why I'm like, know how to do what you're trying to do, right? Like I said, with a YouTube, you may not want the notification from that person. You're probably not a fan of their work, but in this in this particular situation, it's all about just subscribing to one another. All you simply have to do, if you don't want to see their content, is just click off the notification. Not trying to encourage people to do that, but that's smarter than to unsubscribe because once they notice that they're gonna unsubscribe to you then you didn't really didn't get anywhere right didn't get anywhere and then now you just made like a mini enemy you never know if that person might blow up and they might remember how you unsubscribe mm-hmm. like i'm also like that too you never know where a person might be in the next year or two from now so it's like you don't want to be in this business making enemies this is why you have to think long term you have to think like okay let me follow this person let me support this person let me like even if you don't like the content if you're a consumer if it's closed or whatever tell the person why like i have some people who like 
come to me on my shows and will say things like, Kenya, you know, the quality would be better if you got this and we end up getting better cameras and we end up getting better lighting. Sometimes you could give somebody a good critique and then like, just like, but that's still in a way showing support because you're watching. You know, and, you're, and even if you buy a product, like for instance, somebody has clothes, yo, I put your clothes in a washer and it's shrunk. Maybe you got to think about the material. Yeah, that's only good feedback. Like sometimes some people think criticism means a negative. It's also feedback. And like, I feel like that, like, I just feel like I don't understand people's mindset for the quick follow, for the quick subscription. Like you should be wanting to network and build with anybody, no matter the platform, you're still putting yourself in front of people you don't know. Absolutely. Also, when like Instagram, I know more people are trying to be like Beyonce and stuff, right? Because she follows nobody, right? So you feel you look better if you have like a hundred thousand followers and you only following five hundred. That doesn't like my mindset at first. I was like, I would rather have more followers than following, especially when a lot of these people are really not into what they do. But that's where I had to grow my mentality. Now I'm at the point, like, at the end of the day, I don't care if those numbers equal each other. If I'm following 100,000 people and that many is following me, at the end of the day, they're still following me, which means I can still grow. Right. I have to grow to that mentality, you know? But see, when people talking about, like, oh, like, just because somebody, and I learned this, like, I learned this from one of my friends, just because somebody don't follow me doesn't mean they don't follow somebody. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say, like, I'm not, like, I'm not, I don't know Beyonce. I wish I did. But all I'm saying is, like, just because she has no followers, if you think she's not scrolling on that explore page, oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. come on, like, just because somebody got, and, and why you want to keep seeing the same 400 people? Once again, grow your mind. You cannot possibly think that just because this person doesn't follow you, especially if your page is open, that they're not seeing, they're not really seeing your content. Like, even when I would, like, post a picture or whatever like that, or, like, post some, um, like, clips or whatever on my Instagram. I would see like those will get like more views than I would get likes because just because you're not liking it doesn't mean you're not seeing it. There's people who watch you who don't follow you. So mm-hmm. my thing is instead of beating around the bush, just follow those people. It's like admit, like I feel like sometimes following somebody is just admitting I like your stuff. Like I like it. That's cool. Just follow <laughs> and move on. Like, and then really watch it without being a creep. <laughs> Because you want to see what's hot out there. Like, I love following other YouTubers. I want to see what's hot out there. What are people doing with their sound, with their music, with their videos? Like, what are people doing? What are you talking about? Like, I don't want to sit there and see the same people I already know. That's not going to help me. That's really not. It's really not. And the funny thing, you said something about the views versus the like, because I can get, I can post uh, a picture on IG, right? Let's just say 25 people liked it. I can post a video of that picture with music or me talking or something. All of a sudden you see hundred views, which means you are checking out my stuff. You're just not liking my stuff. Just like the stories on Instagram and Facebook. Those get hundreds to thousands of views. Well, let me put the same thing on my page. The numbers don't add up. Why? Because you may not like it, but I know you paying attention to it. Just because somebody don't follow you don't mean they don't follow you. Exactly. I'm t- I, I, I train people because, you know, I do media and like PR and stuff, right? So I, I train different music artists, entrepreneurs and stuff. I'm like, look, if you're new to this game, depending on which one it is, Never be discouraged, right? Why am I getting that many likes? I said, if you're focused on the wrong thing. I said, watch this. I'm going to put something on your page for you. Then I'll put something in your story. Watch the numbers. Well, only two people liked it. I said, well, how many people viewed it? I said, exactly. Trust me, they are paying attention. And it's not about that. Long as you handle your business on your side as the entrepreneur, eventually you're going to get exactly what you desire. But you still have to put in the work. If you're a writer for like a blog or something, well, I'm not getting that many views. So continue to write because the right people that's going to value your stuff. Once they came around or come around, what you're going to say, oh, I haven't wrote in a couple of years. No, they're going to be like, well, where's your stuff? You should always keep it updated because you never really know. You never know. And mm-hmm. also you just never like when everything is like in life is one big ball of chance. Mm-hmm. Like you never know who your stuff might land in front of. You never know who might look at a hashtag and before you know it, like you come across somebody's screen. You just never know. And before you know it, what might have been only like 
a thousand followers, boom, you're at 20K. Because like that one, all it takes is that one decision, that one moment, that one, you know, that that you come across that one person and before you know it, it's just like bang, 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 bang. Like every celebrity, I don't know if you remember that show that was on VH1, like behind the behind the scenes or something like that, behind the curtain, when like stories, like true stories about celebrities. Oh, they behind were, the yeah, behind the music. And they'll always say how one minute they were just chilling, doing what they were doing. And then they came across that one person and that person set things in motion that just went bang, 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 bang. Like mm -hmm. it, that's all it takes is that one time. So you just never know, which is why you also just don't want to be discouraged about how like, oh, because, you know, like what may even when I watch YouTubers and their stories, they will talk about how like for years all they was getting is like at most 100 views, 100 views, 100 views. Oh, man, I'm not breaking a thousand. Oh, man, I don't have a thousand subscribers. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. But they never stopped. And then one day they had that one guest or one day they had that one person that they advertised to. And before you know it. 1.3 million views on average. Like now, all the all of a sudden, they're just getting views, getting views, getting views, getting views. But it just takes that one moment in life. Everything is all about one moment. Yeah. I was just one of the um, Steve Harvey um, interview, not interview, story because you know he used to live in his car and everything, right? And he was telling the story of that one weekend transition where Apollo called him. He called his phone from um a payphone, his messages. Apollo needed him to be in New York. Oh, I remember that. Yup. And he didn't have nothing. He's in Florida. He ain't got no money. He didn't know what he was going to do. He had a trusting guy. Next thing you know, they call him. Got a show for you. $50. I'm in there. The next show, $100. So now he had enough money to go up there. You never really know. I remember I used to have, because I'm an entertainer, so I used to perform in certain shows and promoters. And it plays crazy. And the crowd going crazy. Like, oh, my God. Because I need you for the next show. I'm like, bet. Next show coming, nobody. I'm like, what just happened? But you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm the type of person I don't care if it's two people, 200, 2,000, 200,000 people. If I'm an entertainer and I am booked, I'm going to entertain for whoever is in there. And I didn't care at that time. I don't know what happened in his next show, but only person was in there was him, the DJ, the promoter, and the bartender. You know, and I'm just like, dang. He's like, I want you to close out my show again. I said, but last time people was here, ain't nobody here now. But it's okay. Uh, my um, camera person was filming me. And when I played it back, I heard somebody like, yo, who is that? Like, she going in and ain't nobody here. Yo, she got a business card or something. And ever since then, I grew a big, big relationship with that one person that just happened to still be there in the club. And I'm like, see, you never really know. You just don't. Like, you really, like, just because you, like, you're with a pack house doesn't mean there's anybody substance in the pack house. But yeah. you never know who might be in that little small room. Like... I forgot. I was just talking about this. There's an artist, and I, I swear it probably gonna pop up later on. But it's like I pre. I swear it's like in my head, but I can't say it. But it's like there's an artist that Papoose, right? I like Pat because no matter where you are, no matter what interview he's giving, whether it's a small interview, whether it's a big interview, if he has to touch that mic, he's going to give you 110 percent on that mic. He don't care about the size of the audience because one day you never know. Because no matter no matter what you're in front of an audience, no matter big or small, that don't know you, somebody mm -hmm. don't know you, and you don't want to be given the whack verse line, because you think this station's a small station and that audience is now saying Pap is whack. Like mm -hmm. no, you want to give 110 percent, no matter the size or the or of the crowd or no matter where you are, because you want to turn these people into a fan. You still have to turn these people into a fan. You just never know. Who could be the person listening? And I appreciate him because every time I've seen him on a radio station or a YouTube show, anytime he has the mic, he's giving a thousand percent on it because you just never know who's listening to you. And you just don't even want to disappoint the fan base you have. Because, you know, there's some people who follow you as an artist or follow you as a, a podcast person. And if you're giving a whack interview, then that audience is probably like, wait, what happened to him? That's not what he did on Hot 97. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because I actually had to um, check somebody real quick. I had interviewed Jadakiss, right? And I was like, um, I feel in love. He was like, what you mean? I was like, first of all, you was on live earlier with Nori. You had so much energy. And all of a sudden, now, you went act all chill. You in bed. It's like, nah, I ain't even like that. You know, it's the end of the night. And, you know, I'm just been smoking. I'm chilling. It's all love. I'm like, okay. 
I'll get out my feelings. I'll stop drinking. And the reason why I say that, because I understand that you are a celebrity, but you should still treat every platform the same. You know, mm-hmm. like if it's big or small, I understand if you up it, but for the fact that you knew you had this interview, I respect, I expect the same type of energy, you know, and that's why I, I said, I don't care who you with, who you talk to, you give them the same type of energy. It's all out of respect. I remember for someone like, why are you still doing these open mics and so close? You are paid art. I said, look, if I go there, I don't know those new people. They may not know me. I'm never going to feel like I'm bigger than because you think that I shouldn't do that anymore. Why are they paying you? I'm like, it's what a community. Why would I charge them? That don't even make any sense. But some people feel that way. And I'm like, no, you should give it your best and you're all every single time, no matter what. Like we just said, you never know who in the building. And in the day, your your talent is a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. And your business is a reflection of you, too. Mm-hmm. Like my thing is, as long as you're saying the words yes to something, like if you're saying yes, I'm going to do this show. Yes, I'm going to do this interview. Yes, I'm going to do whatever. Whatever you said the words yes, and that means you're saying yes to giving 110 percent to it. You're not saying yes. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do it, and then I'm just gonna get 50 percent. No, you're saying yes. You had the option to say no, so you said yes. So the minute you said yes, then that means you were ready to give the 110 percent to whatever it is that you're giving like regardless of you being tired regardless of you being drunk regardless of you being sick whatever you are giving 110 percent to it because you said yes mm-hmm. and i know things happen the day of but guess what you still said yes and it's a job and you have to do your job and you can't just be you can't just be giving like whack stuff because uh you don't feel like it mm-hmm. i example like remember back in high school when we used to be a part of like the different clubs and stuff I remember those clubs in high school. We didn't get paid for that stuff. Well, for the fact that we said we was going to be a part of it, what did we do? We gave 110%. Yeah. Exactly. And if you didn't give 110%, you felt it from your team or your club or whatever. Like, if you were on a basketball team, you the one who tried out. <laughs> you the one who tried out. Somebody else could have took your spot. You tried out. So mm-hmm. now here you are trying out. You made the team. You can't be like, today, I don't really want to play. Yeah, okay. They're going to tell you, drop it, give me 50. <laughs> somebody wants your spot. Listen, and that's another thing people got to understand. There's somebody out there who wants your spot. And if you're not hungry for it, that person is going to creep up on you real quick. Like, you don't want somebody to take your spot. You got to work hard for it. Like, even when it comes down to Lewis, like, I'm sure I had to show him how serious I was for him to even want to work with me on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I be getting you like, yo, check me out, see how I did. I'm like, you want the honest truth? I said the show was great, but you look like you sleeping. That ain't nah. <laughs> yeah, that's his face. But it's like he's like, that's just my face. That's oh my just God. my face. And it is just his face. That's it is just his face, but it's just like, yo, you gotta work on leaning in and you know, being more in because he do when he talks, you know he talks. Mm-hmm. So like when he do chime in, he chimes in with all this energy, but then he goes back to Exactly. Just sitting there. I'm like, come on, Ramel. Get I'm it. like, come on. Like, because like every day, but then I also understand his mindset is like his whole thing is like it's my show. So it's like he don't want to always feel like he's over talking me. Or if we have a guest, like me and him do shows by ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like if we have a guest, he wanna leave room for them to actually talk, which makes sense because we don't often have guests on the show. Like, like we just recently had Tommy Grayson on the show, like you know, independent wrestler, and it's like we don't get him often, so let's let him talk. <laughs> so, game, hmm. The one you did the game. Yeah, yeah. And he's on like he's on like a few more episodes coming out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah like we had him on the couch, and you know it's not every day we get like him on it. We were trying to get him since like February, and then COVID happened. Mm. So it's like when we have guests on the couch, you want to get people. We want them to do most of the talking. So I understand it. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm like, you still need to open your eyes. <laughs> I'm like, I get it, but once you commit to being on something visual, you have to own how you look to the people, whether you're the one that's talking or not. One of my clients, I had to tell, I was telling her, fix your face, fix your, fix your face. And then I'm like texting her because I'm watching. I'm like, check, move, I like move around a little bit, smile with your eyes, smile, like do something. Don't just look yeah. like, like come yeah, on. Like, <laughs> even with me, like I have RBF, but it's like on the show. 
Like I can't, I can't look like I got RV. Like it, it's just, it's just my face. But now I'm working on how to be like, huh? Let me lean in. Let me get my Wendy Williams on. Let me lean in. Like Oprah, like Oprah is notorious for leaning in and touching her chin. Like, so I'll be like leaning in, or I'll like lean back. You know, I just like, huh? Or I just start doing all these like facial things. I just want to make sure that I know that I know I'm listening. But I need the viewer to also know that I'm listening. To whoever's talking, because it's like I am interested in what you're saying, but sometimes my face, if it's resting, I look like a straight face, like whatever. Like, but I'm into, I'm into it. But I like, I like, I like what I do. It's fun. <laughs> exactly. Well, this is a time where we converse with one another, stranger to stranger. Now I feel like I know you a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Now that I feel more comfortable, it's time for me to dig deep into. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. So for the ones who don't know. Tell them where you um, are from and talk to them about what your podcast is about. So I am a Harlem girl through and through, you know, east side of Harlem, you know, grew up here. Well, I moved around a lot, but mostly I always come back here. Um, And like my show is pretty much I think my show is just dope because I feel like the one thing that I thought was always missing on podcasts and shows, like when I watch The Breakfast Club, I always see Charlemagne as the face. So when I see like um, the, the Joe Budden, Joe Budden or whatever, then when I saw like Everyday Struggle, it was Joe Budden. And, the, you know, it's always seemed like the man is the driving force of all of these shows. Like they're the outrageous one. They get to say the, the crazy stuff. They get to like speak their mind and their opinions and then the girls kind of play the background like Angela Yee does good interview work but oftentimes you don't hear her you know yeah like it's like they don't you don't hear her and I just feel like I didn't like that I didn't like the fact that it seems like a girl can't lead a show unless she's gossiping or unless like it's like her own thing like I love having battle of the sex conversations like this is something that I love I grew up with two older brothers and it's like Mm -hmm. I know how to like give it as well as like take it the way they do. And I just feel like I never seen that type of energy on screen when it comes to women. So I'm like, yo, I really want my show. Mind you, this show was an idea since I was in college, but I never really start to put pedal to metal mm-hmm. um, until we'll get to that. But it's just like, basically I just felt like my show, like I know that I'm not that type of girl that could be quiet. Like I'm somebody that's very opinionated. I'm somebody that, um loves to argue and debate. I'm somebody that also says outrageous shit. Like I'm somebody that also sometimes women look at me like, I don't like what you just said. And sometimes I have um, dudes that look at me like, I don't like what you just said, but that doesn't bother me for some reason because I lean into why, like I'm a why girl. So it's like, I feel like my show is basically about all of that. Like there's like, we, we talk about everything. It's not just like, Dating, like girls could do more than just talk about dating. Like I talk, me and Lewis talk about sports. We, I done had people on my couch where we talked about Marvel movies. We done talked about, we done played games like overrated, underrated, overhyped. Like that one gets a lot of views. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had, we just have conversations about loss, about politics, supporting black businesses, all while I'm still me and talking my shit. And mm-hmm. I just felt like that was missing. So that's basically what this show is about. It's about just like, Imagine you in a room with your best friends and a camera's there, and you finally get to hear everything that people have been saying behind like closed doors. And I like that, like the, the guests that I have that come on the show, forget the camera's there. Because <laughs> it means I'm setting up something comfortable. Like we, we take our shoes off, mm-hmm. and, like we just have conversations and we just play games and we're just, it's just dope. And when I watch it back and I'm just seeing how like, I, like I can see when my guests come on and they're like stiff, like you know, sitting up straight and eyeing the camera. But then I also see how they just like let it go down. Like, they just get in. They see like like any episode with Shay on it. It's like she always starts off nice and sitting up, and uh, the next thing you know, she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. <laughs> it's like because you just that's not what we're doing here. We're not doing that here. There's no judgment, and um. Yeah, it's like that. We just we just talk about everything, and I just I just love I love what I'm creating, and I hope it just gets bigger because I feel like that honest conversation is not something that people do anymore. Mm-hmm. Like even about like dating and gender roles, and about like racism. We had a racism episode that was really like that was actually very good, and like the conversation surrounding it was really really good, and. 
we're about to have some more topics released like interracial dating and things like that and i just think it's um i think it's something that is missing with mm-hmm. our generation like we have it with when like you know wendy's older oprah's older everybody's mm-hmm. older we don't have that here <laughs> No, I get it. And um, it's interesting that you say that because um, I actually have like five different shows, right? Mm -hmm. And two of them, I do have a male co-host. And one of them, like, since we're kind of like the opposite, we always going back and forth. I'm like, look, don't make it seem like I'm the villain. I'm the good one. I'm the innocent white captain. He'd be like, clearly you're not. And I'm like, no. This is a setup, right? But our dynamic is just so funny that people are like, you two are hilarious. I'm just like, you know, because we always go back and forth, but sometimes certain things that he want to discuss, I don't want to. So we had to start a segment called Captain's Two Cents. Why just say here like this? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's certain things I personally don't like to touch on, like something like politics or something. I don't touch on that. Sports, I don't touch on that. But I'm like, you know, we can always get a guess for you to go back and forth, but I ain't touching that subject. He's like, we could do that. I'm like, we could do it then. Right. And it's just so freaking funny. And then my other show with my other co-hosts, we bring on up to four different guests at the same time. And they were all on the screen like this. And um, we then, as soon as they're on, we throw the topic. It'll be at the bottom like that. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And then that's why everyone gives their perspective. So I think you will be a great <laughs> guest on those shows. Yeah. Because last time Kevin was like, what happened to the debate? I'm like, you can't have two like-minded people on our show inspecting the no. And he was just like kind of sad about it. I'm just like, well, maybe you should have picked, picked somebody who was conservative and somebody who was ratchet. And then you would have had a better dynamic when it came to what she was trying to ask you to put out. Or there. even like just somebody that's not afraid to go there. Sometimes yeah. you just got to go there. And like, I mm-hmm. always seen nothing but men willing to go there. But it's like women, for some reason, don't want to go there. But it's like, no, I do. I will I will go. Like one of our controversial episodes about R. Kelly. <laughs> and I went there. And I was like, there's no way we could separate artists from music. Because like anybody who knew me know that I was I'm the biggest fan. I was the biggest fan of that man. And we had a whole conversation about that. Now other people was not trying to go there. I went there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like that's that's just how it is. Like even like when we talked about like Bill Cosby, like we just talked about a lot of things that you know you're not supposed to talk about or yeah. you're not supposed to say. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm we're gonna say it. Because <laughs> there's other people thinking it. Absolutely. And that's what you got to take advantage of your platform. The one thing I do know, because I've studied a lot of different shows, either podcasts um, or radio shows versus ones on YouTube, streaming or Zoom or whatever. A lot of people are taking advantage of the platforms. But I'm just like, just because you have the platform, I get you're using it. But who's your targeted audience? Right. Are you just on here because you want to talk? Do people actually want to hear what you have to say? And some Mm. people throw it off. But I'm like, no, because think about it. Even with some of my shows, right? I would watch them back or listen to them back. I'm like, if I wasn't me, would I enjoy the show? What did I like about what didn't I like about it so I can switch it up for the next one? When I see some of my show, I watch back. I'd be laughing and joking. Like, yo, let me write that down. That was really good because I try to look at it from a consumer and a viewer's point of view. You know, and then people are like, well, my name is I'm like, it's either they're not up because you're not promoting your shows properly or they generally don't like your show. Or they don't like looking at you, or they don't like the energy. Like they never think about. It. They just think, oh, people just don't want to support me because they haters. I'm just like, no, maybe they just hate what you're doing. Yeah, it's not, everything's not a hate. It's just like you just gotta, you gotta figure out how to like, like even with me. I remember me and Lewis be talking. I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out how to like do my best to like separate myself from the herd. And like things I started doing on my page, like I started re- reviewing black owned products. I also know that some people don't fall in love with the product. They fall in love with you. Like you gotta think about it, even like with makeup. I tell people all the time, you think there's people out there buying Fenty who don't wear makeup because they love Rihanna. There's people who buy Jeffree Star makeup because they like Jeffree Star. There's people buying other, they, they buy the person. You're not buying, there's plenty of palettes everywhere. But why are you wanna buy this one? Because you like what this person does on YouTube or you like Rihanna because she sings, she's Rihanna. Like there's people out there that buy stuff or do things because of the person in front of it. So like with me, I just started doing things on my page, like reviewing black owned products, talking my shit. I started doing ranting videos, like all of this stuff, because I want you to get to know me and know what I like to say. And then eventually, if you get to know me and start liking what I like to say, you're going to click that link in that bio because you want to hear more about me. So it's like, you can't just be like, here's my podcast. Okay, but who are you? 
I don't know you. Like, who are you? Why do I have to watch your show? Like, Mm-hmm. There are some some friends who like like just because they hear me talk twenty four seven. I don't mean they want to watch my show. So what's the difference? You know, mm-hmm. like what's the difference in kicking it with Kenya in Kenya? Is there a difference? Is there not a difference? If there's not a difference, this is who you are. So who are you? Like, exactly. and that's really what it comes down to. Everybody's doing the same thing, but it's like what makes yours different? Mm-hmm. It is a thousand natural hair guru people, but why do I want to watch this person? Try to tell people. I interview artists. I'm like, look, at the end of the day, I can put you on my platforms, you know, on my multiple radio stations, syndicated beaters, all that stuff. Yeah, 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 whatever. But here's the thing either your music is hot or not, but if it's not, you can still gain new fans because of the way you present yourself during the interview. They like right. oh, I like what they say. You know, they have a good head in their show. I can tell they're really passionate. They like quest, what's the information? I'm like, I'm gonna put it right up there after I'm done. That's all it takes. You can just sell you like the bread out. Everyone's had bread in the bread aisle. Everybody can eat. Everybody right. can own. So yeah. that goes back to the, the whole competition. They're like, why are you focused on the next person? Just be the best you you can be. Bro, like everybody, there's people who don't even watch boxing but know who Adrian Bronner is because he's a dick. Like, <laughs> and that's his personality. I mean, no, like I'm not calling him that, but that's his personality. He's mm-hmm. cocky, he's showboaty, he's eh, 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 uh, he's that. People know the personality, so people like, like this. People I know, like this. People who never watched the fight know him. Like even like we like he who shall not be named six nine. Like he was a gimmick. It was a big gimmick. Leprechaun hair, all of this stuff. I all that yelling. This is gimmick, but people like him because like people like him because he's out. Well, liked him because he's outrageous. And like, what is he going to do next? Sometimes you just gotta sell you, and then like whatever you do, people will support it because they just like you mm-hmm. and like who you are. And that's something I had to like realize with myself with the show. Like, I need to make sure my personality came across, mm-hmm. um, not only on the show but also on my page. So I had to stop taking myself so seriously on my Instagram. Like, I'm just putting up these cute little pictures. I'm like, nobody's gonna know who I am through a picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make some videos, girl. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> who are you? I just, I just, huh? Three things that describes you. I am loud, <laughs> very loud. I am with with loudness. I'm super opinionated. Um, I'm and I'm spontaneous. Like I think that's I think all of those bubble me up. Like I'm loud. I'm opinionated, I'm spontaneous slash smart. Like, it's not like I'm just spewing out BS. So I'm two S's, spontaneous and smart, because there's a lot of people who would like, will talk to me and think that they're going to get me stumped. But it's like, no, I'm a very educated woman. I have two degrees. <laughs> I am a teacher now. <laughs> so don't think like I'm not, I'm dumb out here. Like So it's like, yeah, I just feel like, I just feel like loud oftentimes have been associated with negativity when it's not. Being loud is also a form of confidence. Like, hmm? when you're passionate about something, too. Yeah, I'm a very passionate person. Like, I'm just very confident. And I also feel like that's coming with age. Like, I'm turning 29 this year. And, like, I feel like as you're getting older, you feel yourself a little more. So it's like, I'm feeling myself. And I'm realizing, like, for a while, I used to think, like, I talk too much. Mm -hmm. And I used to think that, like, Sometimes I should just tone myself down, but no, this is my personality. I'm dope. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm chill. I like to, I like to talk. Mm-hmm. I like to, I like to ask. Like I said, I like to ask those wide questions that get under people's skin. Mm-hmm. Not to be, not to be rude, but because I just want to learn how people tick. Exactly. Yeah, I like knowing that stuff. I can't. Owning who you are is always going to separate you from the rest. And if people right. don't understand you or understand it. Everyone is not for everybody to understand. No. So I'm just like, because I, I notice people keep questioning. I'm like, why do you keep questioning that person? Who are they to you? What I'm just, what you just what? If you understand them, great. If you don't, it is what it is. It but is what it is. You want to be good regardless. Right. So I don't know. So, Miss Two Degrees, what are these degrees that you have? Um. Well, when I went to SUNY Purchase, I majored in journalism. Okay. And I really, really, really wanted to be a journalist growing up. But it's like when I graduated college, obviously, like it was like some journalism freeze or something like that. So I really couldn't get any jobs. It was really hard to get a job in journalism. Very, very hard. 
So I'm just thinking like, what are some things that I like to do? So then my master's is in um, childhood education because I loved when I was a mentor. I love like, you know, teaching people and things like that. So then I just like ended up going that route. So now I'm like a teacher and I figure who said I had to give up on my dream. So this is why I'm doing like the YouTube show on the side. Okay. <laughs> um, hoping to take it and make it a real full time thing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I. What'd you say? No, finish your thought. No, I'm like, and that's why I'm happy. Like, cause I, I came across Lewis during my junior, I'm not my junior year, during my um bachelor's year, like my undergrad year, I came across Lewis. And like I said, like it took years to actually make this a reality. <laughs> okay. But I'm very curious. Um, I understand that they were in like probably like the job jobs and journalism, but do you still write? Uh, I don't write as much as I used to. Like I used to really want, I was looking at freelance positions. I used to really like write articles and stuff on the side. I actually used to work with, um, funny thing you mentioned Jada Kiss, my first internship was at So Raspy. Um, mm -hmm. So I actually met them and I used to write for like them. And then I used to write for other public, public like uh, other organizations and stuff like that. But then like those are all internships that wasn't paying. So I needed a job. <laughs> Okay. So now that you have a job, would you consider doing some journalism writing for things like that just for the fun of it, even though it wasn't paying? Oh, I would now, now that I'm settled. Yeah, that was actually supposed to be the plan this year, and then COVID happened. Like, I was, like, planning out. I'm like, you know what, now is the time. You know, I'm finally, like, I wanted to, like, make sure I was getting ahead financially, got a good career job. Now, like I said, I was at a point where I could take risks. Mm -hmm. So I was actually going to, like, I was putting out resumes out there to see if I could do freelance work and things like that. And then obviously COVID happened and everything put a stop to it. Okay. <laughs> Didn't even film for a few months. I know. So bad. So bad. But you know, I, like I said, I'm a journalist and I, I'm right for a couple of publications myself. So I can definitely give you some of the information if you want to just do something for the fun of it, you know? Yeah, that would be really nice. Because they're always looking for like new writers to bring new eyes to the, um, the sites. And the best thing about it is Everything was online. You could I would love to go back to writing. I used to, I still journal all the time. I used to love writing and interviewing people. Like I said, I, I love this. This is like a passion of mine to be yeah, doing. Yeah. It feels like something like I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And the best thing, the key word that you just said was passion. A lot yeah. of people nowadays I'm noticing from studying human behavior is they're just doing everything for the gram, doing it for attention, doing it because they think they're great at it. Someone told them, I'm like, what about the passion about? Do you actually have a passion for what you do? Or are you just like, well, I'm good at it, so it is what it is. And that's the part that's really disheartening. I'm like, no, I want some people have a passion for what they do. Like when you're speaking to me about certain things, I notice that it's a little glare in your eye, a little sparkle. Or you start smiling. Why? Because you have a passion for speaking. You have a passion for writing. And that's what it's all about. And those are the people I'm trying to gravitate to a little bit more nowadays, you know? Right. Yeah, because you just want to be around somebody who actually knows, like, their purpose. Mm -hmm. Because it just helps you figure out yours. And it's like, I feel like when I'm in front of that camera for my show, I just feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. And like, I don't care if two people watch it or 500, like, I just, it just feels like such a stress relief to just talk. <laughs> and like, just do what I'm supposed to do. And also just to know, like, I have the support of like people, like I, I, I appreciate our cameraman, Chris. I appreciate Lewis. Like, the funny thing is even how me and Lewis met, I met him through my ex. <laughs> and yeah, we ended up forming a friendship and doing this, like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like then I ended up stealing him, and now here we are doing the show together. Um, and um, just people who come on the show, like I don't pay them, but they like the show and they want to come on. Like I, I wish I had some money. Like I appreciate Shay using her platform to come on my show, and then like promoting my show on her platform because you know she's doing big things over there, and um, yeah, it just feels nice. Absolutely, and that's the way it should feel, you know. So, Miss Always Putting People in the Hot Seat, can we put you in the hot seat? Of course. I'm an open book. Everybody who interviews me, I say, ask me anything. Okay. <laughs> so, are you a meat eater or a vegan? I eat meat, but I am trying to work on um, eating more vegetarian meals, though. Why? Because I just feel like I, we consume too much meat sometimes, and we don't really need it. 
And um, I did have like a fake mini health scare. Like when my, my my primary care doctor was like, my cholesterol was high. I, I immediately went to like, what, what, what? But she said, no, it's only like four points high. And I was like, she said, you probably ate a burger that day. I'm like, yeah, but still, like it kind of like freaked me out. Like us is us people, black people, we really do need to learn, learn how to like eat, substitute some meals. Like we don't always need to eat meat. So <laughs> I'm not going to give it up. But I like vegetarian meals too. And then of course, with, um, the sodium intake and the, the butter and the fats, like all that stuff plays a part in what you make. Right. And so I, I totally get it. But um, so are you a type of person who enjoy a lot of sugar, like soda, cakes, and sweets? No, I'm not. I never was that person. My mom was like, even as a kid, like if somebody got me a cake, I never ate the cake. The kids ate the cake. I ate the food. <laughs> I ate the food. I'm okay. see me. I'm a cheese person. So that's my, like, I love cheese. So, like, me having, like, even work on cutting out some cheese, I'm just like, uh, like, I like cheese. I like salt. Like, I like pickles. I like, I like sunflower seeds. Like, mm -hmm. I'm that type of person. Like, I like savory things. So, it's like, I'm working on, like, cutting out cheese, cutting out the salt, <laughs> stuff like that. Are you a cook? Huh? Are you a cook? I cook. I'm saying this is the way people who actually cook because they have to survive, or people who don't oh, cook. I grew up in generations of pe women who cook. Like oh, my oh, grandmother's yeah. a great cook, my mother's a great cook. Mm -hmm. I had to know I cook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are a celebrity, and you are on tour, and you have to give the people your writer. For the people who don't know what a writer is, a writer is um, a list of things that you need in your dressing room or on your tour bus, etc. What is on your writer? Oh my God. I hope one day, I wouldn't even know. I feel like all I need in my dressing room, I need sunflower seeds because <laughs> I get nervous and I start biting my nails. Mm -hmm. So I would need sunflower seeds. Just get me nice lights so that I can actually do my face, like nice lights. Uh, a speaker for music. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm really practical. A nice chaise I could just lay down on, uh -huh. like a nice wine, <laughs> wine, white wine, a nice cold Riesling. Okay. So I feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm really practical. It's some fuzzy slippers. Like <laughs> so I could just walk around. It's a fuzzy. Like I think I just I think that's it. Like I just need some sunflower seeds in case I get nervous. I could just eat some sunflower seeds. Nice bright light so I can actually look at myself. Nice little chaise. Uh -huh. Is that what it's called? Chase? The chase. Yeah, nice little chase. And just give me some really fuzzy, fuzzy slippers and a speaker. I think I'm okay. I'm okay with that. In the wine. You ever Google some people's writers? Like Yes, I got her. Don't Jennifer Lopez need like an all white room? Everything is like lists of that. I need like 50,000 bottles of this, this, that, and the third. Like some of them writers are crazy, but yeah. I mean, I guess, but it, I think Britney Spears needs 200 towels. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I guess I'm practical. I guess my little list would be nothing for them. Well, you know, you know, as you grow into yourself and in your career and experience more organically, your ride just becomes a little bit longer. I just need fluffy things. Like, just give me a nice soft chair, a nice soft. Like, I need really, really fuzzy slippers. Just give me, like, things that make me feel like once I'm done, I could just go in there and just go, whew. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So it's time for an escape. No work. No nothing. It's time to get on a plane and go. Where are you going? I always wanted to go to Dubai. For real? Man, honestly, I like anything heat. Like, you would take me to Dubai. Like, that's a dream trip of mine, Dubai or Thailand. But if you could just bring me anywhere tropical, just let me go anywhere where there's a nice beach, a nice... I love water. I'm like a fish. I love water. I could swim all day. Mm -hmm. Like, just give me a nice beach, nice water, and give me a nice pina colada in my hand. I am okay. Like, I am okay. Like, just gas up the plane and take me somewhere tropical. Mm -hmm. I like I don't, like that. it's kind of weird from someone from New York, but then again, that's kind of the same thing I say. And I'm originally from Connecticut, so I guess it's not that shocking. No, I just need something like where I could just hear the ocean waves, I could get a nice tan. It's mm -hmm. killing me that I'm not traveling this year. I like 
luckily I went to Trinidad for Carnival or else I would have been bored this year. Oh my God. It's crazy because I was talking to my travel agent and I was like, how many, she's like, we got to push everything to next year. I'm like, you know, I don't like this. What about my birthday? Because I still need to take vacation, vacation, staycation or whatever. We got to do something because I love natural vitamin D, you know, right. just chilling and relaxing. So you say you love warm places, but you live in New York. So where is your dream? This is where I want you to live place. Honestly, my dream place, if I could afford it, would be New York. I would love New York. I do love New York. It's really nice if I could afford a really nice, spacious place. Where? Like, it's like I would love a nice brownstone. Like, you know, when you watch the Cosby's, I would love a nice brownstone. Like, mm -hmm. that would be really nice for me. Like, I like New York. It's not like I love that. I love New York in the summertime. I love New York when it snows in the wintertime. I love how you get different stuff with different seasons. Like New York is all about like the beaches and outside ice cream and hanging out and barbecues. And then in the winter, in the fall, you start getting the Broadway plays. You get the, you know, I love that New York is ever changing. Like I love New York. I really do. But um, I, like, I don't know, like I also would love land in Africa. I heard it's very beautiful out there. Like the oil and you can farm and stuff like that. If I was really rich, rich like that to like, Really have two places, but I really do like New York. It's not a problem. It's just expensive, which is why my ass might move to Atlanta, or Texas. <laughs> like yeah, like New York got good schools if you could afford the private schools. New York got, you know, good. Like I love the condos. I love the views. I love bridges. Like New York is a really nice place, but it's just like I can't afford it here. <laughs> it's definitely something. It's like when you, I'm like even when I was in Connecticut. I traveled there for like business and stuff, but I'm like, I wanted to really enjoy kind of like a tourist in a way, but with everything that happened, it kind of put a whole trick. I was going to do that this year. But outside of all of that, what else makes you happy? Something else that you probably want to dabble into outside of being a podcaster and a journalist and a teacher? I really want to get into like modeling slash acting. Like I really want to get. I, I started a um. I got a backstage account. You know, you gotta make sure you say backstage, not backpage. But yeah, like I'm trying to see if I can do like some catalog modeling. I know I'm short. I'm only five two, so ain't nobody gonna go on nobody's runway. But I'm trying to see if I could do like some catalog modeling, or even like I ask Lewis all the time, like, do you know anybody with clothing lines? So I can just take some pictures and stuff. Like you know, just trying to get like stuff like that. Huh? I don't know why he doesn't call me. You know, I'm the plug to any and everything you want to do. Yeah, like, he didn't call me. That's why I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, like I just want like a girl to help me out. Like I would love to do some like modeling, like just to like get myself out there because I know I take really good pictures. Um, like even on my Instagram, I take like all my friends like Kinga always know how to pose. <laughs> like, cause my mom, my mom is my mother. She's like that too. She models. Um, and she used to design clothes and. She put us in stuff as kids. So mm -hmm. I always wanted to do like more acting and modeling. Like I just, it was always something I wanted to do. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad that he connected us because, you know, I do know a lot of models, people have clothing lines and part of the DJ coalition I'm with, we actually have a whole modeling division in everything. So, and even though majority of models that I work with are even managed, they are at that height requirement for the standard there's always the loophole because now it is more independent people, you know. Because yeah, I have a nice walk now. Like I said, anybody who's seen me model before, they know like Kenya does a good catwalk. <laughs> okay. So we definitely going to link up to see where I can help you out. Even just point you in the right direction when it comes to a lot of that stuff, you know. Because like I tell people, like I worked hard to get to where I'm at. I worked hard for all the accolades, and I have worked hard for a thick Rolodex. Now it's all about what I do with it. I, of course, I use it to my own advantage because I worked hard for this Rolodex, but at the same time, I want to help other people grow as well. Right. And that's how it got to be. And that's the thing that I don't understand with our people. And I know you don't like get serious, but it's like, I just don't like that it seems like when it comes down to us, it's always like, a, I did this, you start over. It's like, this is why we're not getting the generational wealth. Yep. Do you think those other people are telling their people to start over? Adam Sandler uses the same six people in all his movies. Like, He's not telling David Spade to go get his own and get your own Happy Madison. He's like, no, you bring you here. You mm -hmm. want to put yourself right here, and you always want to have work as long as I'm alive. And it's like, I just feel like that's how it should be. It should be like we have our own, like, 
to bring yourself here. You always want to have work as long as I'm alive. And then, you know, if you want to start your shit, then we want to make sure we start it. But I just don't like that. It seems like that mentality that if I did this, you need to do it too. Like, I don't want to do this as pet. Huh? You know, they'd be like, I, you got to work hard too. We all had, it was uh, kind of the same, Um, what they say, the same opportunities. If you didn't seize it, that's on you. I'm like, no, you can't have that many. No, it's not because if Jay-Z had that mindset, where the hell would Rihanna be? Like now Rihanna surpassed how much money he made at her age that he then and when he was that same age. Like sometimes the people, and I think that also be the problem. They're afraid that the people they put on might surpass them. But Jay-Z also know he's smart. That's it. He won't get a percentage of that. Like, and then, they say, like and then guess what? Who said that Jay-Z had to stop? He still kept going too. Uh-huh. Like, so at the same time, like, I don't want to stand like you can you should never be afraid of somebody surpassing you because you think that person's not gonna look back and say, like, even with Kanye West. When he won that Nash, like that big award, he brought Dame Dash on stage. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have this award. Those people remember those people. Like, I'm sure he kicked something back to him in the back end. Uh-huh. It wasn't Jay-Z that discovered Kanye. It was Dame Dash. Absolutely. So it's like people need to understand like that's not how it should be. Like, if I can help somebody out and then they move forward, just like as long as you get to the top, just don't forget the people who put you up there. <laughs> you you ready. Um it was like a week, a while ago, not that, like last week or so, I interviewed Spinky Hayes, the one from Wild and Out. And he was telling me that when him and Nick first met each other in California at this spot, they both were too young to really be around the bar and stuff. So they kept them in the kitchen to the time to come on stage. And they said, look, we're the only youngest ones here. If I make it, I'm taking you with me. If I make it, I'm taking you with me. So that's why they've always been so tight knit. If they do a meeting, Nick always got his back. Spinky always got his back because you got to be there for one another. You know? I love me some Nick Cannon, girl. Don't don't oh. get me some. Girl. Love me some Nick Cannon. I just feel like he needs a sister in his life. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, let me talk to Carlos. Space. <laughs> he ain't going to look at me. He done had Mariah Carey. Nobody going to go down from that. See, that right there. He wanted the dream woman. That was always his dream woman, though. Exactly. That Same married her. He and Keisha Cole. He wanted his dream crush. Got her. Messed it up. But he got, got her. It's like Momoa. He was watching the Cosby show at age six, and he's like, Mommy, I want that one, and pointed to Denise Hustable, and that's the person he's married to today. Sometimes you got to speak it. I'm just trying to tell it's you. It's like Meek Mill when he had the biggest crush on Nicki Minaj. Didn't work, but he got her. Yep. There you <laughs> go. So we're down to the last couple of minutes of the show. For the people who just don't know who you are whatsoever, but this is the one moment there you have to show them who you are and like, look, you need to follow me. You need to check me out. You need to work with me. Now is your chance. Listen, only thing I have to say is you just have to follow me on Kicking It With Kenya on Instagram. And you will watch my videos. I do any and everything. I support Black-owned businesses. I give reviews on that. I'm always making sure I'm out and about. Like, I'm telling you, if you want somebody that, if you want to watch a show that is fresh, that actually gives real conversation, not like the filtered crap, not the politically correct. Because that's the beautiful thing about YouTube. You're not you, your own boss. Nobody could take nothing from me. Uh-huh. If you want to sit there and watch something that is fresh and original, who don't give unbiased perspective, trust me, the men be talking they crap too on that show. So if you finally want that, like, yes, I've been waiting for that somebody to say that. Yes, I've been waiting for somebody to say this. That is on my show. That is literally us in a dynamic. That is me. And if you finally want, like, just that typical, like, homegirl slash girl that could do both, that is me. Like, I am a jack of all trades. You will not be bored. (laughs) Nobody's ever bored around me. Conversations will go on forever. Mm-hmm. So I just always say you will find out, you will learn the most about me if you just follow at Kicking It With Kenya and you click that link in my bio and you watch all of those shows. There's a show for everybody. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's sports, there's movies, there is politics, there is dating. Oh God, is there dating? There is race. There is stupid games that you could play with people that we hashtag. Make sure you hashtag Kicking With Kenya. Don't steal my stuff. And then no hashtag Kicking It With Kenya. There's games that I create on a fly that people got to just do. Like, it's just all around dope. I feel like, and I'm just really proud of my team. I'm just really proud of myself for stepping out there. So you want to learn more about me, you just got to sit back and watch. (laughs) Sit back. Well, I just want to say that I'm glad that 
you call him Louis, I call him Louis. But I'm so happy that he connected us because this was quite impressive. You know, a lot yeah. of people will contact me. I get emails on daily. Can I get on your show? I mean, I'm like, first of all, <laughs> what you got to say? Well, we could just talk about whatever. I'm like, oh, we can never do it. Like, you know, it has to be someone who actually know how to have a conversation. I don't mm-hmm. like to do interviews, you know, and just question, question, question. I like to have a conversation so organically stuff can just roll out. Same. Yeah. And it's like, and, and I feel like that, like, also, but also, I don't shy away from those people who say they don't know how to have a conversation. Because once again, my ass is the type to be like, why? 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 Like, you know, like I have some nervous people on there too. Like, with, um, shout out to Brian. He was my first, one of my first guests. He uh-huh. all the way. He, he hates the camera. But uh-huh. you would never tell on those first few episodes. Uh-huh. He even said one of the most quotable gems about parenting. A lot of parents, like, actually liked on that episode. Mm-hmm. about dancing like you would have never tell that this man was a nerve because it's just something about the habitat we create and i just feel like you will see it it's and you'll see me fumble trust to believe i stutter like we're not a perfect show we don't cut nothing and i think that's the beautiful thing about our show like nothing's cut mm-hmm. whatever it said whatever how we film it is how we film it and that's how it's released Absolutely. And nothing is cleaned and polished so you'll see me fumble you'll see me stutter you'll see me You'll see me be a person. I feel like that's the thing that's missing in shows. Like nobody's a person. You mean to tell me you never seen nobody sneeze on a daytime stare? Like wow, you gonna yeah. see me sneeze? <laughs> and that's what it is. 